0: Welcome in to the unnamed MMA podcast. I'm Adam Abdallah. Follow me on Twitter at Adam A Abdallah. As always with Jordan Sherwood, follow him on Twitter at Wood on ESPN 1000. It's good to be back, Jordan. He's back. It's good to be back finally from paternity leave. had a little Had a little fighter of my own, weighing in at six pounds zero ounces, fighting weight, championship weight. Yeah, not sh- just fighting weight, championship, championship weight. weight. Yeah, she sleeps with her hands up. Which a lot I found out a lot of babies do, so she's always on guard, which is good. I like that. Uh, shout out to Shay Norling for uh, filling in for me for a couple of weeks while I was on paternity leave. Um, but yeah, this the is number a- one pick. Like yeah.
1: I went up to Danny Zetterman, uh, director of content, and be like, we have to have an unnamed MMA podcast. Yeah, who do you suggest? And his first pick was
0: Shane Norling. So. I mean, listen, he's a gambling man, so I feel like anything that... Uh, Doesn't follow MMA, though. No, that's fine. Doesn't listen, follow and, MMA. And to be fair, though, neither really did... I. Like, I follow, <laughs> like, I watched it. I didn't, like, I would watch the big fights. Right. But until we started doing this, like, I wasn't, like, big, but you start doing this, and now I'm now I'm ingrained in it. I love it. <laughs> right. Well, it was a
1: head scratcher when we were talking about um, Umar Numagomedov. Yeah. I'm like, because he butchered the name the first time he went through oh, it. I'm listen, like, we all come on, Shay, you know that name. And then he looked at it again
0: after I said it. Like, yeah. He's like,
1: oh, yeah, yeah, I know that name.
0: Exactly. Well, thank you to him for filling in, but we are back, and we have a pay-per-view event, two title fights. Listen, I didn't want to come back for some fight night listen i'm not coming back for coming out of uh uh, the week of the winter break and paternity leave for just some lame ufc fight night we're coming back for the main events here we're coming back for the pay-per-views the boys are in brazil well that's that's the other thing too the
1: first time they are in brazil since 2020 march of 2020 it was the last event before covid Really forced uh, a transition, and from what we know now about the UFC Apex, this was a an event in Brasilia uh, in 2020, March of 2020, behind closed doors. That was the last kind of event before things changed for everybody, but you know, in particular, as we're talking about with the UFC.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so we'll get into it. We've got two title fights, like I mentioned. A lot of these odds uh, look like these fights one-sided. might be very one-sided. Our main event, not so much. So that should be good. Our two main events, yeah. uh, not so much. But we'll start it here with the uh, the main card here, the first fight in the main card of the first pay-per-view event of 2023. Get the drinking out. Get the drinks out ready because it's Paul Craig against Johnny Walker. Johnny Walker minus 210. Paul Craig plus 162. Paul Craig, the grappling ace Uh, had his four-fight win streak snapped last time he was out. Uh, Walker was like the darling for a while. Uh, he had a uh, submission win over Ayan Kutalaba in UFC 279 back in September. And neither of these guys like to uh, go to the scorecard. These guys like to finish fights and finish them fast. So we could be starting 2023 here with a bang or a submission, depending on which fighter you're rooting for. But that's, Jordan, is why you're here. So what do you think of this well, first fight here? I mean, that is that is
1: a prototypical Paul Craig fight, the Bear Jew. Uh, he either gets a finish in the first round, He either gets finished in the first round or he has a lethargic three-round fight. I mean, that's kind of what you get from Paul Craig. And he was on a meteoric rise, you know, uh, over his last few until he stumbled against uh, Vulcan Uzdemir. But outside of that, I mean, he's got an outstanding guard, very good Brazilian jiu-jitsu practitioner, has ever-improving stand-up and has become more confident in in that stand-up. But if he tries to do that against the unorthodox and really just athletic freak in Johnny Walker, that, that's probably going to be a recipe for disaster. Uh, Johnny Walker's also a guy that, that comes out of the gates fast, looks to establish his striking, and get the finish, whether it be like we saw uh, in his last fight, with a submission win, or you know he's he's able to utilize the strikes. However, he's been caught because he's so unorthodox and wild. He's really not does a great job of, of protecting himself. I, I think this is an excellent fight card to start the pay per view. This fight should be bonkers. I'm not going to hate if you side either way. I don't have an official pick in this fight because Ooh. I don't, I don't really know which 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 direction to take. I think if if you want to be if you need to pick a fight, I'm going to be on the Bear Jew side of things because of that plus money. That plus 162, mm-hmm. we're recording this on Thursday, FanDuel's got it at plus 162. It's one of the higher uh, sportsbook prices that you could get right now for the Bear Jew and Paul Craig. I just think that he has uh, more ways to win, and in particular if he gets his fight to the ground, uh, th- th- that guard uh, and the submissions that he throws out are, are just second to none when it comes to the light heavyweights. But I think because of the style of these two guys, and despite the fact, even though I mentioned that Paul Craig has gone to the judges' scorecards, he has, you know, in his last fight, he did. Uh, I think the under, the under's safe at one and a half, dour 70. If you want to be safe or fine, you have to lay like 220 if it goes two and a half, but guys are going to be looking for fireworks. And, and I think it's going to be kind of throughout uh, a theme with all these fighters, and, and in particular, actually all but one fight, I believe, because it, it was a short notice replacement fight. Every single fight features a Brazilian versus a non-Brazilian. Hmm. Except one, which was now a short-notice replacement, yep. that has two Brazilians. These guys and the fans are going to be super amped they to have to live it. fights. Yep. And yes, the Glover Teixeira's, the Gilbert Burns, the Johnny Walkers of the world, the Shogun Hua's, they are are looking for that, that, that signature moment in front of their countrymen mm-hmm. to have a, a, an, an impressive finish. So... Johnny Walker is certainly going to be motivated. Uh, So I think a finish absolutely is the smart play in this. But if you have to –
0: if you have to throw something out there, I'm going to go Paul Craig
1: just because he's the dog.
0: So, Paul Craig, like you mentioned, plus 162 if we're looking for method of victory. Paul Craig by submission is plus 340. Paul Craig by points is plus 900. And Paul Craig by knockout is plus 950. Johnny Walker uh, by knockout is minus 135, which is something in a method of victory you rarely see odds that high for a method of victory. But like we said, this could end early for Johnny Walker, minus 135 for the knockout. Uh, Johnny Walker by points is plus plus seven. 50 and Walker by submission is 14 to one. Don't even touch that. So if you think if you're going if you're going to pick a side Jordan recommends Paul Craig just straight up plus 162 if you're looking for Johnny Walker, probably go by knockout because it's rare that he goes to the judge's scorecard. So it's probably going to end in knockout at minus 135. Yeah, and Paul Craig's a guy that's been
1: finished before. He's been finished actually in his guard, you know, via TKO, susceptible to the knockout. So Johnny Walker certainly has the power to put the lights out on the Burdue.
0: Our second fight, uh, the odds are not that close. Lauren Murphy versus Jessica Andrade. Jessica Andrade is minus 530 as the favorite here. Lauren Murphy is plus. Uh, 360 here. The last time Andrade fought in Rio, she won the strawweight title at UFC 237 with a second round knockout of Rose Namayunas. So she is familiar with winning in Rio. So if you like, I mean, minus 530 is ridiculous. Yeah,
1: both, both the next two fights, the Andraj murphy fight, the Burns-Magney fight, mm-hmm. both have the similar odds. You know, the minus 500 Brazilian versus, you know, in, in this case, the, the plus 350, plus 375 American Lauren Murphy and Neil Magney. I I think that the odds are a little uh, flopped uh, and out of whack, if you will, on this particular fight. Yeah. Jessica Andrade is impressive. Obviously, former champion. She's done it at two different weight classes. Her her, her last fight, outstanding submission uh, victory over Amanda Yamos. Uh, that was a return to straw weight. This fight, though, is not at strawweight. weight. This is not the fight that she's—the uh, weight that she's accustomed to, mm-hmm. you know, utilizing her strength, utilizing her power, and to push people around. And Lauren Murphy is—you know, she's been at the top of the heap in the flyweight division. She's never going to be champion, and I'll be—because, you know, Valentina Shevchenko rules over that division. But she's, she's just not credentialed enough to be a champion. But she's just a very good fighter, a very tough fighter, strong wrestler, going to dirty up this fight— I mean, Jessica Andrade should win this fight. She's the more talented fighter. She's got the more tools to win this fight. But Andrade, her short stature is used to bullying people around, and I think she's going to have some difficulty doing that against Lauren Murphy, who's one of the bigger fighters in the women's flyweight division. So it's a no play for me. But if you have to play somebody in this fight, you play Lauren Murphy. Because Lauren Murphy, Ooh. I think, is a tough out—a girl that rarely gets finished—and because of the size differential, the strength, and what Andrade is going to try and do, I don't think she's going to be as successful in doing that against the fighter of the caliber of Lauren Murphy.
0: So, if you look at Andrade, you mentioned the uh, stature; she's three inches shorter, has five inches less in reach to Lauren Murphy. So, we're talking about you know the 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 weight class differential uh, of this fight. Could favor, like you mentioned, Lauren Murphy just because of the 3 inches of height and the 5 inches of reach. So trying to come in and get working in as a tight fighter like Andraj does could work to her detriment because she might not be able to get in that close to Lauren Murphy as she has to other opponents. Method of victory here. Andraj by points plus 140 andraj by knockout plus 170 and andraj by submission is plus 550 lauren murphy by points is plus 700 lauren murphy by knockout is 12 to 1 and lauren murphy by submission is 26 to 1 so no play in this one just sit back and enjoy the fight but if you have to if you want to sprinkle a little bit of couch change you've had a good day gambling college basketball with the fat jacks picks maybe you've had a good day on the NFL in the divisional round you want to sprinkle some of those winnings lauren murphy Plus three sixty is Jordan's. Eh, we'll call it a sprinkle. We'll call, we'll call it a it, sprinkle. We'll call it a sprinkle. We'll yeah, call it I a think. Sprinkle. I,
1: I think. Yeah, I'm going to be confident that that Jack's going to have some solid plays in college basketball. He's already released some of his plays for the NFL. So certainly, yeah, worth the look. But even Andrade in a, in a parlay, you know, you're going to have to have three or four fights oh, combined yeah. just to even get that close. So
0: I mean, minus 500 for these fights with, with Gilbert Burns that we're going to talk about here in a second and Andrade at minus 530. Like, those aren't even parlay stuffers because right. when you're talking about gambling, throwing something in that's minus 500 doesn't add. Like, you're talking about maybe taking your parlay from, like, minus – you know, a hundred, one ten, or one twenty to minus like one fifteen. Like that's all that's going to add. you. It's not really adding any value for you there. So, if Lauren, if you have to sprinkle on Lauren Murphy at plus three sixty. Our next fight: Gilbert Burns against Neil Magny. Gilbert Burns minus five hundred. Like we talked about it. Neil Magny plus three forty. Uh, you know these these guys have been wanting to fight for a while. Burns has been itching for a fight since UFC two seventy three, where he lost and we saw to Kazumat Uh And these guys want to fight each other and this is this could be good this could not be good most likely not going to be good because Gilbert Burns is a minus 530 or 500 favorite
1: yeah I just think that the recipe or what the skill set I should say that Gilbert Burns is going to bring the strong grappling the excellent jujitsu the he hits with a lot of power uh, is going to cause some issues for Neil Magny even though Neil Magny looked great his last time out against Daniel Rodriguez it was a fight that I handicapped Daniel Rodriguez to win it and Neil Magny cashed you know impressively in this spot I was surprised to see this stat, that Neil Magny is younger than Gilbert Burns. <laughs> uh, I mean, Neil Magny has been fighting forever in the UFC. He's fought yeah. the who's who in the welterweight division, and surprisingly, he's never fought uh, against a guy in Gilbert Burns. And look, Neil Magny does what he does. He utilizes his athleticism. He utilizes his length uh, and his height to hide behind a jab. He's got good submissions if he needs to go to them, and he's you know a very g- a hard guy at times to take down. Those that are successful at taking him down are the who's who in the grappling, uh, department, uh, um, Michael Chiesa, who was successful in defeating, uh, Neil Magny, uh, Rachmayev uh, also successful in taking him down. And I think this fight is actually going to be very similar to Neil Magny's fight way back in 2017 against RDA, another Brazilian that, Similar stature, similar skill set to Gilbert Burns and what happened in that fight. RDA finished him in the first round. I think that that's what's going to happen. I think Gilbert Burns, you know, he, the only guys that he has lost to recently are Kamaru Usman, who I believe will reclaim his welterweight championship of the world in London when he meets, meets Leon Edwards for the third time. And Hamzet Shemaev, who probably will be the middleweight champion or at least contending for the middleweight championship, At the end of this year, the who's who of their divisions. Hmm. That's who Gilbert Burns loses to. Everybody else he beats. And I think the minus five hundred is justified. I think you got to look for Gilbert Burns in the under. Gilbert Burns inside the distance, and probably Gilbert Burns via submission. All of those going to you know be what I play uh, on Saturday night in this matchup with him and. Neil Magny.
0: So under two and a half is uh, minus one eighteen right now on Fanduel, and if you're looking for the method of victory that you mentioned, uh, Gilbert Burns by submission is plus two thirty. Yeah. So not too shabby right there at plus two thirty with plus money. So you're more than doubling your money almost and, and right there. You know, and yeah. Magny
1: has been submitted. And here's the thing: like if you're going to play, it, it's similar to I believe like how you handicapped the, the main event when we get to the round totals. If you think this fight's going to finish inside the distance you're on Gilbert Burns' side. If yeah. you think it's going to go to the judges' scorecards, you're likely on the Neil Magny side. Yeah. Magny hides behind that jab, outpoints Gilbert Burns. The fight doesn't really go to the ground. If it does, it doesn't stay there too often. And Neil Magny is successful on on you know two of the three judges' scorecards uh, or two rounds out of the three.
0: Yeah, so go with the – I agree with you. The, the I mean, minus 500 warrants an underplay because, I mean, if you look at the method of victory, like I said, it's like – to go to the judges' scorecard for uh, Burns is like plus 200. Like, it doesn't make any sense. So if you think it's going to end early, bet the under at minus 118. Those are, those are decent odds right there for you. Uh, it's not too much juice for someone to pay for an under and just hope it ends quickly. Right. And then via submission, throw a little sprinkle on that. There's nothing wrong with that. Finally, our main events here. We got two main events, a co-main event here. The first one, Devison Figueredo against Brandon Moreno. This is a UFC first this is the first time that there will be a four-fight series. Quadrology? So, yeah, quad- mean, like, quadrology? 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 I don't know. They're fighting for They're the fighting fourth for time. time yeah. They're fighting for the fourth time. The first time, uh, Figueredo was docked a point for multiple low blows. They had a rematch six months later. Uh, Moreno won the sequel, and then they had the third consecutive meeting between the two that Figueredo won the title back. And so now it's 1-1-1 one, one, and one. Heading into this fight... And and look, I want to
1: remind people, because this gets ignored. Not not only in that first fight was, yes, Deveson uh, deducted a point. um, Two of the three judges' scorecards had it as a draw, which is why it was ruled a majority draw. So in hindsight, he won the fight because the other judge had Figueroa up three rounds to two in that fight. Secondly... Figueroa took that fight on 21 days notice. It was 21 day turnaround since he, he, he was victorious and it wasn't much of a fight against Alex Perez, but he did take a fight on a 21 day turnaround. And people do not, do not talk about that enough, in my opinion, of how quick a turnaround when they're saying, and look, everybody is on Brandon Moreno. And look, I get it. I mean, Brandon Moreno is an all world talent. He's got heart. He's got grappling. He's got submissions. He's tough as nails. But. Yeah, and, and look, he, he finished Figueroa in that second fight. Impressive. So, obviously, of all the three fights, it was the only one to get a decisive winner. There were storylines about Figueroa struggling with weight and really wasn't uh, taking the fight seriously. Whatever. He, he lost the fight. The third one, like, Figueroa dropped Moreno several times. It was a dominant performance by the current champion. Um he hasn't fought anybody. He, he was 32 when he had the first fight against Brandon Moreno. He's now 35. He hasn't fought anybody else. Man. Brandon Moreno has. Brandon Moreno yeah. ha- had the winning interim strap against Kaikara France mm-hmm. his last And looked great. I mean, nobody does that Kai Kaikara France. And what he did, What he did, uh, you know, the Kaikara France was extremely impressive. Um, a lot of people I respect in this industry are on Brandon Moreno, um, you know, because of, of talent. But I think you also have to factor in changing of camps. He was preparing for this fight with James Kraus before all the shit hit the fan yep. with James Kraus Glory MMA and all the fighters associated with that. So he obviously had to switch camps mm-hmm. midway through uh, in preparation for this fight. Then there's the Figueroa side. He didn't go to anywhere else to travel. He stayed at home. So he's a he's, people are kissing the ring. He's oh, involved yeah. with a lot, of, a lot of yes men. Mm-hmm. And again, Figueroa a guy that you know. Is he taking this fight seriously? I'm gonna wait for an official pick on this fight, uh, Abdallah, until I see the weigh-ins because Figueroa is also a guy that cuts a tremendous amount of weight. Does he look right in the scale? But at plus money, he is plus money right now at plus one hundred, plus one ten at Fanduel. How could you not back Davidson Figueroa? I just don't. I just think I know he's thirty-five and like flyweights, you know, don't really (laughs) compete at that age anymore. And Moreno might be coming to his own at twenty-nine. My play is Figueroa. It is.
0: All right. It so, has to be. Figuritos, like you mentioned, even money plus 100. Brandon Moreno minus 130. If you're looking for a method of victory, Moreno by points is plus 210. Uh, Moreno by submission is 5 to 1. And Moreno by knockout is 6 to 1. Uh, Figurito by points is plus 250. Figurito by knockout is plus 420. And Figurito by submission is 11 to 1. But even money there, you know. So, like I mentioned earlier, follow Jordan on Twitter, at Wood on ESPN 1000. When you see the scale tomorrow on Friday, tweet us out. Hey, official here's pick.
1: The, here's the official pick. Official
0: pick. pick. Okay. Give, the, give, give the people a freebie every once in a while. Talked to Fat Jack earlier today, Fat Jack Sports. You know, he said, yeah, maybe toss him a free." He didn't say toss him a freebie, but he said, you know, well, we got to get right with these picks here for the new year. Like, let's start. Let's start clean. Let's start a good year with this pay per view. Like, let's get this. And I think a nice New Year present for the first uh, 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 pay per view of the year would be a freebie for the people if Devison Figueroa is the play. Or if you're changing it, then you have, have to, to tell people. It, of course. If you, of then course. you got to tell people. So we're going to go with Devison Figueroa at plus 102. There is something about that kiss the ring element, too, though, you know, right? There is something about being surrounded by your own people. There is something about having the yes-men around you, and maybe you don't feel like training that day, and people are like, oh, yeah, you're fine. You're the best. You don't have to train, like all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So you never know. It could get to his head. It could come into it. So,
1: and it could also, like, look, that he has to prove something in front of his countrymen, and he's going to come out like a bat out of hell. Should. Brandon Moreno's a tough guy to finish. He doesn't get him out of there and run in half. And he's now thinking to himself, oh, man, I got, you know, 20 more minutes of, of yeah. fighting with, against Brandon Moreno. Like, forget it. Yeah. Like, I can't do that.
0: So we're going with Devis Figuerito as the pick for now, but probably sticking in case he looks bad on the uh, scale. Our main event, Glover Teixeira, Jamal Hill, Hill minus 132, Glover Teixeira plus 104, uh, this is a fight that was supposed to take place. Tashara was supposed to fight Yuri Prohatska in the championship rematch at UFC 282 last month in Vegas. But then we had the vacancy and then there was, uh, Ankalev, uh, fought, uh, Jan Blahovitz and there was a draw. So the title was still up for grabs. So right now the title is still up for grabs again. And the title will go to either Glover Tashara or Jamal Hill, uh, in this title fight for the light heavyweight title on saturday night this should be a great one the odds suggest it should be a great one hopefully it lives up to the hype that it is this fight in brazil how do you see this one going yeah i mean look it, first off and, and foremost uh i wish we had a chance
1: to talk to Jamal hill craziest way to find out you're fighting for a title like literally sitting on a couch, yeah. watching a pay-per-view yeah. of the two guys that are fighting for the title in your weight class. And then, like Dana White's <laughs> on the phone, be like well, the fight's not even over. But like Dana White's on the phone, They're like, "Hey, these guys suck. Uh, you want to fight for this title in two months in Brazil?" Um, look, so that that story is that story is sick. That Jamal Hill has this opportunity and, and has this opportunity. Like where he currently is, you know, within his mixed martial arts career, hasn't fought anybody in the top six of the light heavyweight division. And I'm not sure, thinking about it, how, you know, I, I would have handicapped his uh, proposed fight against Anthony Smith. And he was supposed to fight Anthony Smith in a headlining fight in March, but, you know, that that steps up. And now Jamal Hill, who's got freakish athletic gifts, mm-hmm. knockout power, and we have seen him show that he could go deep into fights. Uh, it's not just a, a guy that, you know, needs to, get somebody out of there very quickly. If you recall, you know, he finished Tiago Santos the last time out in the fourth round. Um, outside of that, though, he's a guy that gets finishes and and guy just touches people with the Johnny Walker knockout. is going to go viral if it hasn't already this week with the fight preparation, mm-hmm. his long reach. I don't like thinking about Jamal Hill and what he tried to do with Paul Craig. He was comfortable on the ground, and, and Paul Craig snapped off his elbow and then finish him via TKO. Glover Teixeira is the same type of fighter. I mean, a guy that, you know, took a long time to get to the UFC, got there, had a title shot against John Jones, it didn't go in his favor, then kind of fledged around, and now he's the now he's the champion. He came back out of nowhere and like, <laughs> went on this run. He is the... Um, He's the old uncle at the bar – look, this is who he is. He's the old uncle at the barbecue that was a former athlete that still has that brute strength and, like, yep. always likes to challenge everybody for, you know, a contest of you know, feats of strength, if you will, at the barbecue. But I just – and wins, like, wins. And, like, show, show, like I'm still the old man Yeah. But, but there's always that one time that that uncle faces in the barbecue a young up-and-comer where, like, he takes a shot. And it's a shot he's never felt before. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, a feeling like ah! –
0: or it's, it's a shot he's felt before, but it hits a little different because of different that itch. age. Like, yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Exactly, And it's it's uber impressive that that, that Glover Shera. you know, we, we thought he was done when he got, you know, KO'd by Anthony Johnson. Uh, you know, rest in peace, Anthony Johnson, back in 2016. But he's been in there with Jan Blachowicz and didn't get knocked out. Tiago Santos and didn't get knocked out. Anthony Smith and Nikita Krylov. Like, who's who of, of, of light heavyweight killers? And then the five-round war with Yuri Prohaska. Mm-hmm. The odds suggest that this fight is getting finished early, really early. If that's the case, it's Jamal Hill. I think Jamal Hill is going to touch Glover Teixeira probably once and unfortunately put him into uh, the next dimension. Oof. I, I really do. Yeah, I mean, over,
0: the total is one and a half.
1: Yeah. And, I, and look, and I don't think Jamal Hill, he's learned, you're not going to go to the ground with anybody the, the the caliber of a Paul Craig. So then even further, the caliber of a Glover Teixeira. So my play is Jamal Hill, knockout. Jamal Hill inside the distance, the under at one and a half. You want to get cute round one. I, I just think it, this fight's going to be very quick, very very quick. That you know Glover Teixeira just you know at at, at his at his age. Doesn't have the same speed and athleticism anymore. And, look, maybe we've been spoiled by what he's done against Santos and Smith and going these hard five rounds. But I just think Jamal Hill touches a, even a little bit differently than Yuri Prohaska mm-hmm. And it's gonna it's gonna be different than than this time around, and I hate it because I love Glover's great. I mean, yeah, Glover's awesome.
0: He's he he's a Hall of Famer. Like he's gonna be he, like he's awesome. Like you just you root for that old uncle, right? Like you root for that dude who's just like, all right, come on, like he's just like, all right, let's go. I'm gonna fight. And you're like, okay, cool, that's awesome. Yeah. So Jamal Hill by knockout plus one fifteen. So you're getting plus money on that. Uh, Jamal Hill by submission is twenty-eight to one, not worth it. And Jamal Hill by points is nine to one. Glover Teixeira by submission is uh, plus two forty. Teixeira by points is six to one, and Teixeira by knockout. But as you mentioned, that under that total, this is a five-round fight, and that totals at one and a half. One and a half. Like that says something. And and it's minus one ten. So like you're getting basic odds here. Those are standard odds, minus one ten for any play you should make. And so under one and a half at minus one ten. And if you think it's going to go under. Jamal Hill at knockout by by knockout at plus 115 is is nice plus money right there for yeah. you. Yeah.
1: And I, and I think Jamal Hill also knows that he can't go into deep water with Glover Teixeira cuz yeah. Glover's shown that he can do it. So Jamal Hill's going to have to, you know, kill or be killed. And I think that he's just going to trust that he's got enough in his arsenal to uh, get Glover out of there very quickly and not go into the championship rounds with a guy that's been there and, and done that several times.
0: Before we recap our picks, anything on the undercard that uh, piques your interest? I, I love Robocop Gregory Rodriguez, and I'm not. I don't
1: even care about the price point that he's at right now at you know minus three forty at FanDuel. So he's certainly a guy that maybe you'll look into a parlay if you, if you don't like uh, my suggestion of, of Lauren Murphy. So him, Jessica Andrade, Gilbert Burns maybe gets that price down a little bit. Um, if you want something a little bit closer from an odd standpoint, I'm looking hard at Warley Alves and Nicholas Dalby. The, that fight is it certainly goes to the under. And Warley Alves is a guy that for a round and a half is... One of the best fighters we have in the welterweight division. Nicholas Dalby is notoriously a slow starter. I mean, warley Alves submitted um, Kobe Covington, mm-hmm. like, in the first round they, uh, with a guillotine. But then, Wally is like, something happens. But um, pay attention to the odds on that fight. Maybe you bet it live. But I think Wally is even at a dollar thirty right now, currently at FanDuel, worth a look.
0: All right, so to recap... Stay away from the first fight, but if you have to, go with the under in Johnny Walker and Paul Craig, but if you want to sprinkle a little bit on Paul Craig, you can, plus 162, but take the under at minus 170. Also, stay away from the Lauren Murphy Jessica Andrade fight, but if you have to, Lauren Murphy is sprinkle at plus 360. We're going with Gilbert Burns in the under and uh, that fight at minus 118, and then Burns by submission at plus 230. Uh, Figueredo at plus 100, even money on the money line right there. And then we are going to go with Jamal Hill by knockout at plus 115, and take the under in that fight, at one and a half, that is minus one ten. So this should be a great way to start the uh, the year with a pay-per-view. oversee the fights are the same time. You don't have to worry about time changes. Brazil, same time. So uh, they're gonna be late, so it's gonna be good right after all the football's over, right around uh, that's when you're gonna get to these main events should be starting, so make sure you check that out. You can follow Jordan and all of his picks on Twitter at on ESPN one thousand. Get all of his pits at fatjacksports.com. Make sure you get there. College basketball in full swing. He's been killed. College basketball went undefeated in in the NFL last week. Gave out some picks on the Black and Abdallah uh, podcast today, so you can check that out. He gave us those out on the show, so check that out, but also make sure you sign up at Fat Jack Sports. Follow me on Twitter at Adam A. Abdallah, and we will be back next week for another episode of the Unnamed MMA podcast.